Good morning. It's good to be with you on this beautiful Friday morning as we uh, spend some time together in James. It's good to be with you now as we unpack this, uh, however you're choosing to join us, be it through uh, YouTube or Facebook, uh, our podcast, uh, reading my blog, however you're getting this. I'm so glad that you're here with us now. Uh, today we're going to be reading James chapter 1. We'll be at chapter 1 verses 1 through 8. James 1, uh, 1 through 8. James, a servant of, of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes of the dispersion. You know, we talked about this yesterday, who James was, the brother of Jesus, and the twelve tribes of the dispersion, meaning the Christians that are all over and had been dispersed out from Jerusalem. And um, uh, Christians began to spread out from Jerusalem early on. So these are just the churches that have spread across the world. Twelve, of course, is referencing uh, the twelve tribes of Israel. Uh, 12 apostles. 12 is always a number that kind of means completion. Anytime you see 12 in scripture, that's a number that always means completion. Uh, think about how many uh, baskets Jesus collected after feeding the 5,000. 12. So you're going to see 12 all throughout scripture. 12 son, tribes of Israel, 12 apostles, just all over. So to the 12 tribes of the dispersion. So this doesn't literally mean the 12 tribes. What this means is this is referencing the completeness of the Christians that have been dispersed from Jerusalem. So we can get with verse 2. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, considering nothing but pure joy, because you know that the testing of faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect, that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you is lacking wisdom, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and will be given to you. But ask in faith, never doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For the doubter, being double-minded and unstable in every way, must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So we see here, um, Jesus, I mean, James tells us two things. First is about suffering and joy, and then about wisdom. Uh, James 1, uh, verse 5 is Bishop Lewis's favorite verse uh, for ministry. She encourages her pastors to ask uh, often uh, for wisdom. And she asks for wisdom because... The word here says, if you lack wisdom, ask and God will grant it. So um, in the season of life that I find myself in, the season I find the church in, I ask for wisdom a lot. <laughs> Lord, order my steps. Lord, give me wisdom to see as you would have me to see. So this morning, if you feel as though you lack wisdom, as you feel as though you don't understand or don't know what you should do or feel uncertain, and the Bible here tells us that if any of us lack wisdom, ask ask and God will give God will give so if you, this morning if you're in a difficult place uncertain or unsure what to do uncertain or unsure what to, how to proceed uncertain or unsure of just what what's even going on the Bible here plainly says ask for wisdom ask God for wisdom I pray that every morning y'all like God give me wisdom <laughs> help me to understand help me to know give me wisdom this is a huge thing that we should ask for and that we should we should we should believe we should know that God will grant because this if you ask ask with confidence uh, don't be double minded ask in faith don't don't doubt God will grant it so this morning if you're asking for wisdom ask but believe God will give it to you don't just ask hoping He will give it but the word this morning says ask and know that He will give it to you but let's back up a minute to verse two where it says my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of any kind, considering it, consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and endurance will have its full effect that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. And it says if you lack wisdom, ask. So I like it says so the lack there is wisdom. So you know, maturity will produce wisdom. 
But um, I've always, I've always, this is one of those passages that in my brain I always hear in the King James, count it all joy. So uh, I always think of, there's a beautiful song by the Winans called Count It All Joy. But um, I, I, when you face any type of trial, consider it joy or count it joy. I don't know about you, but I don't do that. I don't always consider my trials joy. I don't always consider my troubles joy. I, I like smooth waters. I like when it's easy. I, I don't like suffering. By the way, who, who amongst us does? Nobody wants to suffer. Nobody enjoys suffering. It's not a, None of us crave suffering. Uh, that was one of the things in the early church, the earliest church. Um, Dr. Nick used to always tell us this in seminary, that um, as Christians, our life matters. Our life is valuable. So he would, the earliest Christians told, told their followers, don't seek martyrdom. If it comes, accept it. But don't seek it out. We don't desire suffering. It's not something that we want. But when it does come, when trials come, when troubles come, consider these things joy. Because these things will grow you. The testing produces endurance. And endurance produces maturity. I think about that a lot. Um, I think about that a lot. I'm still fairly young, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. But I think about how I've grown the last few years, COVID and other things, how it hasn't been pleasant. It hasn't been fun. And I know, I think sometimes growth is realizing how little you know. The younger you are, at least for me it was, can't speak for you, but for me, the younger I was, the more I believed that I knew everything and I had all the answers and I was, I had it. I was it. And all it takes a little bit of suffering sometimes to change that up, doesn't it? To make you feel weak and inadequate. What happens in the suffering is it makes us hold on closer and more tightly to Jesus. And so, well, I, I've not enjoyed suffering. I didn't enjoy it at all. In some bizarre way, I'm thankful for it. In some bizarre way, I'm thankful for the struggles of the last few years with health stuff and, and family stuff and church stuff and all these things because it stretched me and it's grown me and it's shown me, showed me my, my inadequacies and my weakness. I think sometimes that may be the greatest gift of wisdom is to know that you're not God, to let you can't do everything, and you're not all-powerful and almighty, and that the world has a savior, and it's not me, and it's not you. But the trials we go through, the sufferings we go through, the troubles we go through, if we allow, if through God's grace we allow the Holy Spirit to be at work in our life, these things can draw us closer to Jesus. When we lose so much when we lose friendships, our relationships, when we lose, when we lose our health, when we lose our status, when we lose our privilege, when we lose so many things. And when Jesus is all we have left, if Jesus is all we have left, then we find out at that moment that Jesus really is all that we need. So when we go through difficult times and difficult trials and difficult moments, and we suffer, and we have no choice but to hold on so tight. To Jesus. We have no choice but to offer it minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day to God in prayer. 
when we when we pray that he's holding on to us because we don't know that we can hold on to him. When these moments come, y'all, that's when we find that our faith is firmly rooted in Christ and that he really is all that we need and that he is our life. And so that those trials produce endurance. We can make it through it. We can make it through it. And that endurance produces maturity because maturity Sometimes that understanding to, understand, to know that this moment right now, this trial, this suffering, it's not the total of life. So often, I think that's the worst lie that suffering tells us is that it will never change and it will never get better and nothing will ever come from it. That's what suffering wants us to believe. That's what the devil wants us to believe. The devil wants us to believe that our suffering is irredeemable and that it will never change. and It'll be like this forever. But endurance tells us that we can get through it. Endurance tells us that we can get through it. And the maturity teaches us that this moment is not the end all and the be all. That this moment is simply that. It's a moment. And it may be a hard moment. But in the light of eternity, this moment is nothing. So if our trials produce endurance, and that endurance produces maturity, then friends, we can count our sufferings joy. We can count our trials joy. We can count our pain joy. Because when these things help us to understand all of life in light of eternity, <laughs> these things cause us to be mature. We lack nothing. But if we do lack that wisdom, that eyesight of God, then ask and he will grant it. So our suffering, our trials produce endurance. Our endurance produces maturity. Maturity ultimately produces wisdom. And our, with our wisdom, we see the lenses of God, so the eyes of God, not through my eyes and not through your eyes. So, friends, if you're going through a difficult time this morning, if there's trials in your life or in your family, it may not feel like joy. You may not. You may want to count it anything but joy. But hold on tight to Jesus. Hold on tight to Jesus. And when you hold on tight to Jesus and his strength and his joy, you'll find life. When we hold on to him, we find endurance, we find maturity, we find life. So count of joy, brothers and sisters, for Jesus is always with us. Hey, hope you have a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you uh, Monday morning as we continue in the book of James. Have a great weekend.